Hi, this is Renee Christensen, author of Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and this is the Training Them Wisely, Discipling podcast, where each week we talk about different ways that we can disciple our kids. If you haven't already, I hope that you head over to Amazon and grab a copy of Training Them Wisely. Also, this past week, um, we just released the new Ephesians Bible study, and that is for preschoolers, elementary teenagers and adults so the entire family can do it together and study Ephesians verse by verse. The preschoolers only study one or two verses a week and they have an activity each day that reinforces what they're learning and there's a key truth that they learn during the week. There's a prayer for them each day. It's a lot of fun. My preschooler helped me make that part. The elementary kids, they do study the entire chapter throughout the week and I hope that you will head over there and check them out. Also, if you want your child to learn how to pray and to love to pray is how I titled the book. My new Bible study for kids is out, Love to Pray. And it is a Bible study and it walks through all of the ways that Jesus prayed, when he prayed, where he prayed, the Lord's Prayer, as well as how the Israelites approached the temple when they approach God. And so there's a prayer journal that they journal each day as well as they learn how to pray so and learn to love it because praying to God is awesome. So you can check those out. Those are available on Amazon and they are also available on my website, trainingthemwisely.com. So I hope that you will check those out as well. And I'm very excited about our guest today. Deb Smith is a wife, mama of two, teacher, podcaster, and founder of Mama's Mission. She is passionate about pointing her kids to Jesus and inspiring other mamas to do the same. Deb lives in New Zealand with her family in their tiny home called Tess. She loves Jesus, a strong hot coffee, and finding a bargain secondhand shopping. So I'm very excited for y'all to get to listen to her today. So I'm so excited to get to talk to you today, Deb. And first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me, Renee. Um, my name is Deb. I am from New Zealand, small little country, bottom of the world. Um, I am a mummer of two and I have been teaching now as that's my profession, almost 20 years. And I am a podcaster. And yeah, I just, I love being a mom and I love all things discipleship because that's a calling that I really feel that the Lord's placed on my heart. Yes. It's such an important thing. So fun fact, my parents have traveled all over the world and I think my dad's been to like 85 countries or something incredible, but anyway, he, his favorite countries ever visited top two Israel and New Zealand. So oh, he loved so being cool. down there. He said it was one of the most beautiful places he'd ever been. So he really oh, wants lovely. to go back again someday. <laughs> so when do you talk about discipleship? What does discipleship mean for you and look like whenever you have young children? How do you disciple? What does it mean to disciple your children? I think it basically means pointing your kids to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much pointing them to Jesus through their through our actions and our words and all we do really. It's about walking the talk, which is so much easier said than done. But that's basically what it is. It's about being real, showing them my faith. You know, that's what I ultimately want for my kids to have an authentic faith, to really know and love him. And so I'm doing my absolute best every day, whether it be intentionally, like planning something out, or whether it just be winging, winging it, which I'm pretty good at as well. 
and just pointing them to Jesus and all that we do. And it doesn't mean that I'm perfect because I am not perfect by any means, but it just means that even when I make a mistake, I own that mistake. I apologize to them. I'm repentant to the Lord. And then we move on and we start again. And because he shows us heaps of grace, thankfully, in a perfect world, I would show the same grace to my children. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to say I do it like so, so well every day, but not not as much. But, you know, I'm a work in progress. We all are. I love how you use the word to walk. We um, In my quiet time this morning, I was in Ephesians where he talks about how we're supposed to walk in love, to walk in light, which is that goodness, righteousness, and truth, and to walk in wisdom. And so as you are doing those things and you're walking out your faith in front of your children, that really is a way that you're discipling them. Because as you're trying to imitate Jesus and what he is doing, that's what you're teaching your children to do as well. So I think walk is actually a really good word for what we're doing as we are discipling our children. And then they can see that. And like you said, nobody's perfect. We make plenty of mistakes, but whenever we do make a mistake and we're able to show that we can ask for forgiveness and that there is grace that's given, that's a good example of his grace as well. So yeah, those are good points. All right. So why is discipleship important. And it is so important. It's something I'm so passionate about. So I would love to hear why you think discipleship is important. I think discipleship is important because, I mean, first of all, it's a great commission. You know, we're called to make disciples. And I've kind of figured what better place to start than in your own home. Yes. Because a lot of us have that big mentality that we want to reach the masses, which I think is such an awesome thing. But if you, I think you really need to start at home with the babies that, you know, if you, if you are blessed to be a mama, start with the ones that you have at home first, and then, you know, you can move to the masses. Um, I mean, ultimately I want my, I want my children to know and love Jesus the way that I do. And a lot of, you know, it doesn't mean that walking with Jesus is a walk in the park and everything's so easy because it's not. You're going against culture and, you know, it's just getting harder and harder to be a Christian these days. But, but I think it's so cool. Like I want my kids to rely on him and know him and love him um, the way that I do. And ultimately, I would like my kids to be there, you know, in heaven one day when we're, yes. when we're there and I know that that's, that shouldn't be the end goal, but, you know, we are called to be heaven-minded. We are. And that's that's my goal. I want to get them there. I want them to to be with him when they pass. Yes. No, very much so. Exactly. Because really, no matter what I've done here, that's what matters, you know, is being able to, to live my life now, heaven-minded, and to someday go to heaven. And that's what I want for my children more than anything else. And I think any Christian parent would say that that is what they want for their children. They want their children to be in heaven. They want their children to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as we are discipling our children, that's how we help them to get to that point where they do love him so much and they live their life that way. And that is, yeah, that's the ultimate goal, very much so. Because I can sit around and teach math facts. I homeschool my kids and all of these things. And they're important things. I mean, they need to learn them. But in the view of eternity, I also really want to make sure 
that my priority each day is to teach them about Jesus because yeah. that is so important. So just fitting that in throughout there. So you have a couple of young children. How do yeah. you practically disciple your children? I know one of them's quite young, so <laughs> that yeah, might one be singing them- him some lullabies or something, him or her. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is one and a half. So with him, you know, ever since they, or long before they were even conceived, because we were told we wouldn't have children. So, you know, obviously a lot of prayer went into having children. So um, I've prayed over my children, you know, from day one. So in the womb, when they were out, <laughs> we pray over them, like, just with grace, with food. We explain why we have grace, why we, you know, give thanks to the Lord. It's not just a rote thing. You know, there's meaning behind it. We pray over them before bedtime to bless their dreams. Um, We pray over them for healing. A lot of the times, you know, our kids are often complaining of, you know, sore fingers and um, groin pains and whatnot. So we're praying over them for that. We pray on the way um, and on the way to school to cover our day. We're praying a lot around our kids. And that doesn't mean that my prayer life is like thriving because I do a a pretty decent job with the kids. But I think my walk definitely needs, my prayer life needs some work. But I do what I can with the kids in prayer. And then we do things, as I was saying, intentionally I disciple, but also on the fly. So on the fly, we're putting worship music on. We're putting um you know, scripture and song on. We are learning those songs and my daughter loves singing along with them and with me as well. We're just having sporadic worship sessions in the house. Um, What else are we doing randomly? Yeah, we're just blessing others, showing, being the hands and feet of Jesus, really. It's it's easy, uh, like it's hard and easy to do, but, you know, you're just looking for those opportunities and on the fly, you know, I'm I'm just looking for opportunities to teach my daughter, especially about Jesus. So we were just taking a walk the other day. I saw beautiful flowers. They're like vibrant, a vibrant pink. And I said to her, wow, isn't God creative? Because he made those flowers. And she was like, yeah, he's so clever. I'm just asking these questions that I don't particularly know the answers to, but I'm just, you know, doing it to get some conversation going. And so, yeah, we have a big full-on discussion about what we think God might look like, what heaven might look like. And that's what it's all about, really. It's taking those opportunities, as Deuteronomy calls us to do, you know, talk about it. When we walk with our kids, when they're sleeping, when they wake up, anytime we can, slip them in there, have a a wee discussion about them. And, And also she'll bring up, um, conversations a lot too because she's seven so she has a lot of questions she does yes and at that age yeah. <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> so it's using those opportunities and going okay I could easily just go I don't know and carry on doing my own thing but it's taking those opportunities and going you know what I've got to be heaven-minded I've got to be heaven-minded about this like this is an opportunity let's run with it 
Yes, exactly. I love that. And just taking that time where you stop in your day and say, oh, this is a question. Even if I don't know the answer, let's see if we can find it together. And I love doing that with my kids because I don't want them to think I know everything because I do find my answers in the Bible. And that's where I want them to find their answers in the Bible. For my older children, I've started when they have a question. I mean, if they really need it answered, I don't let them get frustrated or anything like that. But I'm like, well, why don't you go and look for 10 minutes, see what you can find out. And then let's discuss it together because that's what eventually they're going to be doing as they get older. And I want them to be able to find that. But those young kids, as they're asking all of those questions, I have one that just turned eight and he's the same way. And my five-year-old is just always asking questions. And those are just <laughs> such easy starters to be able to talk oh, to them, yeah. be able to point them to God. So I love that. And I really love how you started out by talking about prayer, because I think that prayer is incredibly important and it's something that we can sometimes take for granted, you know, and and, in Ephesians this morning, the verse at the end of the chapter that says that you can do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. And you were talking about how even before your children were born, you were spending that time praying for them. And I love Mm. that because that's so important that we do. I mean, that's, that's just. That's a beautiful thing that you did. And it's something that I think anybody as they're having children can do. And even if they didn't get started, get started where you're net, where you are now. But if you are pregnant or planning on having a child, it's wonderful to go ahead and be playing over them right there in the womb and being able to use. So just any examples throughout life, being able to point them to prayer. I love that. I think that's really important. All right. So you're a mom, you have young kids. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that it's really important as a mom that we are poured into through God's word, through time and prayer with him and stuff. And I know it can be a struggle whenever you have young kids. So how do you practically find time to spend with God with two little ones and being a podcaster and a busy mom? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would love, I, I think I was reflecting on this question and My journey, obviously, as you would hope with the Lord, has evolved as as has my time with him in the morning. So when I had no children and I was working full time, I was I would describe myself as a fairly lukewarm Christian. So I just did the bare minimum of uh, I didn't even really have much respect for the word, which was terrible. But, you know, I was very much a I want a devotional what what has someone else written that you know so much easier to read and so I didn't put a whole lot of time into my quiet time in the morning and then God took me on a journey and he just gave me a love for his word which changed everything I used to I got I learned how to hear from the Lord but then I would think that reading the word didn't have anything to do with hearing him which I know is so stupid now I know that I can hear from him even louder sometimes through his written word than when I actually hear from him when I'm spending time with him. So what it looks like for me now is, you know, that's evolved. So when my first, my daughter came along, I was still quite intentional. You know, I really want to still spend my time in the word. That doesn't mean an hour each morning, especially with a newborn. Let's be real. It just meant whenever I had time. I did like to start my day on the right foot. I'm just a day person and the morning person. But as I've been having chats with my husband, he's like, mornings don't work for him because he wants to do the gym and then he goes to work really early. So he uses his lunch breaks. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, you you fit it. You do it whenever you you do it. 
for me, it's in the morning. So that looks for me with our two children now, we are we have sleep trained them from a young age. So we have got a lot of sleep. So I know usually when they get up, it does change from time to time. But I know when they get up. So that means that if they're getting up at seven, I want to get up at six. And that just means it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily spending a whole lot of time with the Lord. I like to spend at least half an hour. But um, yeah, that's what my mornings look like. And that just sets me off on the right foot. I just feel like I haven't started the day in the right way if I don't do that. It just feels like I'm a little bit off. Um, and what it, what the Lord's been teaching me recently is that what works for one day might not work for the other, and I just need to be led by the Holy Spirit a bit more. So I have my way of going through the Word, studying the Word, that kind of thing. But, you know, some mornings I'll just feel a stirring in my spirit just to worship. Just put the Bible aside. We're just going to worship today. Or the next day I just want you to journal like I really want I want I've got some things that I want to say to you so get your pen and paper out girl because we're going <laughs> or sometimes it is just get in my word like I just want you to soak that all up so it's being um obedient to the Holy Spirit I think yes but every every day in some way and you know throughout the day as well I'll be praying as I'm folding the washing or things like that but that's my intentional time that I set aside in the morning and We've also started with my children um, really modeling to them as well. So as we model prayer, I want to model what it looks like to get in the word. And I have gotten the word with my, uh, like by myself and my daughter's come downstairs, seen me and just gone and got her Bible straight away and got in her word. And that's the greatest thing I heard from somebody that I was interviewing that the things with discipleship are usually caught, not taught. And that's just a prime example. She just caught the fact that I'm in my Bible. It's not just something I'm telling her we need yes. to be doing. She's seeing it being modeled. And it's the fact that I enjoy it as well. Yes. And also what I do with my, like in my time with the word, I reflect with her. So my Bible's working document it's highlighted, it's drawn all over, like I make it my own. And with her Bible, it's the same thing. You draw all over it. You know, you do, like obviously within reason, but, you know, she she loves it. She loves making it her own and getting into the word in that way. So that's how we do it. I love that. And just being intentional that you've made a decision that this is when you're going to make time to do that. Um, and you're right that it doesn't have to be at any time, like your husband with the, at lunchtime being yeah. able to do it then. So my, I, I've always enjoyed spending time in God's word and my children did not know that I was. And they said, why are you making us have a quiet time? And I realized that it's because as soon as they woke up, I closed my Bible. And yeah. so now I do, I keep my Bible open. They'll come and snuggle with me. And I love those times in the morning where we're together and they're able to see the importance. And yes, it's not quiet anymore at all. Whenever they're out there with me because they're asking <laughs> questions, they're wanting me to read it to them, but I continue for a few minutes so that they see what I'm doing and I can model it for them. I personally really like to have a quiet time too, where it is quiet. So I do, I make Me sure too. that I get to bed early because I am like you, I'm a morning person. But when my son, fifth son was born, fifth child was born, he um, would get up 
whenever I got up. It didn't matter if I got up at two o'clock in the morning. He was ready to start his day three o'clock in the morning. Nice. He's my only child that's ever been like that. And it's just like he was in another room. But still, as soon as my feet hit the ground, he was like, OK, time to get up. And so for the first time, I had to move my quiet time to the nighttime hours instead of in the morning. Um, but the neat thing about that is something I never would have learned. I have discovered I love spending a little bit of time. I'm still a morning person, definitely not a night person. So my quiet time's in the morning. But um, if I, I I really enjoy reading my Bible right before I go to bed, and it was not something that I was doing. I was only doing it in the morning. Yeah. And I wake up differently. I wake up with this remembering what I had read the night before. So that was something I managed to, <laughs> to learn That's through so cool. lack of good sleeping. <laughs> Sleep training did not work so well with him. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the, that that's been the only time in my life where I have slept late and not had a morning quiet time, but that's just, everybody's so different. I have another friend and she is, she does, she's not a morning person. So her quiet time is always at night and it just, God doesn't say, you know, you need to have perfect highlighters, perfect pencils, perfect, you know, like the perfect setup. And I think so many times we can feel like as parents, we have to, but just get it in where you can, when you're nursing a baby, use your cell phone. Yeah, the Bible so that they can't tear it when you're, you know, there's so many different ways that we can adapt and change based on because life seasons change with kids and just being able to put that in. So, but I love that you're so intentional and that you let her see it because that's, I think that's precious. I think that's priceless. I really do. It's so important. All right. So I always ask people what their favorite Bible verse is right now, because I know it can change. So what is your favorite Bible verse right now? Wow, that's a really good one, actually. Um, It's one that the Lord was showing me this morning. And it's funny because you were saying Ephesians quite a lot, and it's actually in Ephesians. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, but it's not, you you were more towards the end. I was more at the beginning. (laughs) So it was talking about, um, it's for chapter four, verse one to three. Therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you've received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Um, and I, he drew me to it because he's taken me more adjourning with my calling, which I feel is to disciple my children, but also help others do the same thing. Yes. But there's a whole lot more to it than just receiving your calling. And he's teaching me all of those oh, oh so fun things like being humble and patient and all, <laughs> all those things that come in the verses following that I really do need some work on. So yeah, though that's a verse that really came to mind straight away when you said like what's I love it how you said what's the verse at the moment. Because you've definitely, we've all got those verses that we stand on and we're, they're like our life verse. But at the moment, this one's really speaking to me. Yes, I love that one. I've actually been studying Ephesians for six months now because, you know, I was writing that Ephesians Bible study. That's right. Yes, I, I love the book of Ephesians. It's been awesome. I love those verses. That was, that was great. Thank you. So where can people find you? Because my listeners like to disciple kids and that's what you want to share with others too. So where can they find you? And my podcast is called Mama's Mission, so you can find me there. Um, I am on 
face I've got a Facebook group called Teaching Your Kids About Jesus. And I'm not on Instagram very much, but I if you do want to hit me up in the DMs, that would be a dash of Deb. So all over the sh- all different things, but <laughs> yeah. Mama's mission is mainly where you'll find me every week where we're talking about discipleship. We're talking about how to get consistent with the discipleship, devotions, your time with the Lord, all that kind of great stuff. And I will put those in the show notes so that people can find you there. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us so much, Deb. Thank you so much, Renee. It's been awesome.